Whether developing, playing, or simply hosting games on a server, Intel makes it happen. And Intel wants to make sure the biggest innovations in gaming continue to happen on the PC by giving developers a hand with the Intel Game Dev Program. All you have to do is sign up and Intel will provide the resources necessary to help you continue to innovate and make gaming even more amazing. Head on over to the Game Dev Program at software.intel.com slash gamedev to get started. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. the internet you're busy let's do this uh welcome to the games beat decides podcast i'm your host jeffrey grubb with me is mike minotti he did it we changed That's it up changed. i changed it up on him and he, he nailed it i don't understand what's your i want what's your reasoning behind this change that i have to say my own name now i think it'd be better so people can associate your name with your voice a little bit easier um i don't know it was just a thought i had i think you're lazy is what i think it is you know what but that's the fine. secret that's the secret truth behind everything i do mike yeah, so yeah. yeah i know i know um i'm gonna be coughing and i'm sorry about that i'm gonna try to hit the cough i have like two different cough buttons just I have to cough hit. just cough don't I, hit buttons. at fine. least for the audio version i'm gonna try to get them out of there um but yeah I w- we're gonna do the news uh we're gonna talk about our games there's no second segment this week because i'm i'm sick and i, I want to be done with it mike I'm, i was I'm sick last it. week we, yeah we've had a rough couple yeah weeks we, we didn't do an episode last week because i was traveling and then i got back and you were sick and then everyone else like I got sick last week as well, and it was just a whole thing. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we're just going to get this, into it. Is this the same sickness from last week, or is this a new sick? Um, I think it's the same one, and it kind of just got worse because my baby was like also sick and also trying like new foods for the first time. So her stomach was upset all night one cool, night. Cool. So I was up nonstop, and I think that made this sickness worse. So um, <coughs> there it is. Yeah. See, Evan, how do you know if a baby's stomach me. is upset? Do they like? How do you know that? They don't tell you. They throw up a lot. Is that why? Are they crying? They, they, um, yeah, they, yes. Sometimes they'll throw up. Sometimes they're crying, but they're, you can like feel their tummies and their tummies get really tight. And, uh, and that means like, there's like so, so definitely something happening in there. Sometimes that just means they got to go number two and that happens. Sometimes it means that they're stop, uh, not stop touching your child's tummies. Creep. Th- that's where my hands go, man. They, that's, <laughs> they, I have to do it. Got to play doctor. And that's, you got to figure out what's wrong. Turns out it was the banana and peanut butter mixture. She didn't dig that so much. Yeah, so. well, because fruit's bad well, for you. Lesson fruit's learned. Gross, yeah. We're going to get into this. Uh, first, though, I want to thank everyone for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. Uh, if you have something to share with us, you can email the podcast at games plus podcast at venturebeat.com. Um, if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or wherever, you, there's an audio version. You can get that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, finally, Rate the, rate the show on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us and discover it. And that's all really good. Well, all right, then. Transition time. Yeah, exactly. That was one really good cough there, and I muted both, so I feel pretty good about it. It is time yeah, to transition. We just right. had a little awkward pause for me, but that's all right. I assume something was uh, happening. Know, you know, I don't care. I don't care about your awkward Hey, pauses, what, do you, right? what do you think of Star Wars Battlefront 2? It's good. It's yeah. Good. I like it. It's, um, it's funny how, once again, the... Uh, the sort of uh, 
a story behind it, at least like like the kind of internet community's reaction is largely negative. And once again, I'm kind of just over here having fun playing my video game. <laughs> Very much I felt about the first Battlefront. Of course, that time it was all, you know, people being mad about content. This time it's all loot boxes. Right. Although, yeah, it's- it, we'll, we'll probably get into loot boxes a little bit, but I... I, I, I I, I guess some people are still probably going to complain about the gameplay, but I feel like there's very little to complain about this time. I feel like this game is is a lot of fun. They've made a lot of uh, good improvements. Yeah, I, th- I feel I feel like they really nailed what they needed to nail. Um, it, it it feels more substantial. It feels like a real game this time. I wrote that in one of our stories. Like the last game, it was it, it had the framework. Um, it was you know Star Wars toys bashing up against one another. This time, it's the real deal. Uh, it's not just uh, that the, like the shooting feels better, whatever it does, but um, I think like the progression is there, or at least it like it seems like it's there. There might be issues with the loot boxes and stuff. We'll see. Um, I think we're gonna have to wait and see like what happens when the game game goes live. I I <coughs> excuse me, I do get the sense though the game was made to like get people to spend as much money as possible well, on sure. these things. So we'll see. <coughs> we'll see how that kind of like pans out. Um, but yeah. Like this, I, I, I'm fairly confident that at no point am I going to feel any desire to have to buy a loot box or feel pressure to and right. be upset about it. Like maybe it's part because like I maybe it's probably because I don't play to take this game that seriously, anyways. Where I don't really care that like I don't have some like bla- some right. blaster that has ten percent the fire rate but minus two percent the damage or something. You know, like that's not gonna bother me too much. Right. Exactly. Um. I. I, I think that they could make like I, I don't know I, it's not bothering me we'll see but like you could tell that this is probably not the thing that like Disney wanted people talking about on the day their new trailer came out like the new, this new Star Wars trailer came out and they're like ah the Star Wars brand it's this holy thing and EA's got all these people all mad so yeah I'm sure <coughs> I'm sure the trailer's still getting plenty of its own oh yeah it'll, it'll be fine yeah I, I think it's probably impervious yeah. but I mean you can imagine someone at Disney would be like eh, what are you guys doing um We'll talk a little bit more about that in the news section, just because there is like some stuff to be kind of talk about there in in relation to some other games that also have loot boxes. Uh, but what else have you been playing, Mike? Uh, well, I beat Thimbleweed Park, which was fun. Then I so I finally uh, bought and uh, got into Golf Story, which I'm sure you've been playing too. I just finished the first course, and yeah, it's definitely it's definitely like the first game to scratch that like Mario yes. Golf Advance itch since I mean, God, when did that game come out? Like 2003, forever ago. Yeah. That. Yeah. Oh my god! So and it's just it's super fun. Um, you know, it's just you know something crazy. Just like yeah, let's, let's like make a golf game where you kind of have like an RPG progression to it. Yeah, it's, uh, you kind of you know we will walk around the world and but, the, but it's cool like what it does to different like like some of these quests and stuff you know like just these little driving challenges. Sometimes sometimes something simple as like hit this button over there, hit this kid so he doesn't get eaten by an alligator. Just these uh, little touches like that, really fun. Yeah, I um. It's it's cool because it, it's just all the RPG like ness that you would expect from an RPG, but everything is solved with golf, and it's that traditional golfing system of hit it once to start the power meter, hit it again to get your actual power. Yeah, super video game golf. Yes, and then hit it again like. for your accuracy. And they mess around with that a little bit later on. It's pretty cool. Um, but you like you don't really need much more than that mechanic to make all of these little side quests and then the actual like golfing and the car, like, like the bosses are like uh, certain clubs are uh, playing golf against people. And like, you have to do nine holes and try to get the lowest score, mm-hmm. but like, that's kind of f- like rare. It's few and far between. You're going to be doing a ton of other stuff, but it's all golf to, to solve these problems that people have. And I, I really enjoyed that. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of haven't put it down since I uh, started it. I'm really enjoying it still. So, one, so you know, the one thing that it kind of doesn't have that uh, Mario Golf does is kind of the Mario Golf spin system, you know, tap AA or AB. Do, do you miss that stuff at all? Um, a little bit. There's, there are some things I miss. I, I, I wish that the golf, uh, the putting, like everyone who's talked about this game has said this. I wish like the putting greens uh, had like the arrows on it to tell you like which way the ball is going to roll. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's fine. I, I've kind of figured it out to this point where like the, the putting. Yeah, I mean, you, you have an idea of where the slope is. Mm-hmm. Putting seems at least so far pretty easy. But right. I just it's forgiving. First, of course. No, it's it's, it's very forgiving. very forgiving. I, again, they mess around with that a little bit later on, and um, uh, there's reasons why. It's like okay, maybe I wish I could see it a little bit better here. But like you were saying, like some of the mechanics, uh, they like they introduce like later. On, do you mind if I spoil like one of the clubs that comes? No, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Like they uh, introduce a uh, long range driver where you have to hit the power meter, but then there's like four targets you have to hit along the way. So you're hitting oh, a, cool. a, a, and then on the way back, there's like a, a, <coughs> a power charge where you're smashing A over and over trying to build up a charge, and then you still have to hit the accuracy thing. So it's really cool. So That sounds super fun. Right. I hope they keep doing that. I've only seen that one thing so far. So, But really good game. Yeah. Um, like The Switch like indie uh, backlog is just getting out of control because like once I get yeah. through Gulf Store, I can finally play Stardew Valley. I have Axiom Verge, which I never got to play before. Now that's on Switch. Uh, Gosh, and then, you know, Mario's coming out pretty soon here. A couple weeks for that, yeah, which that's is hard nuts. to believe. My And my Switch hard is actually believe. kind of broken. It's been it's been fine, like, the last day. But every time I start to think it's fine, it starts doing this thing again where when I connect both Joy-Cons, it thinks one of them's wireless. And I have to, like, sort of shimmy the, yeah. le- the left one into yeah. place. Have you tried using different Joy-Cons? No, but I don't have different Joy-Cons. And when I talked to Nintendo, they didn't even like suggest that as a possibility. And they weren't okay. like, just don't just send in the Joy-Con. You have to send in the whole system. So I'm thinking mm. it's it's more than the Joy-Con. The Joy-Cons seem fine. So Fun stuff. That's weird because yeah. you're not hearing a lot of, I mean, you know, if, there, no. if a lot of people are having this problem, you'd hear about it because they're able to complain. Right. I think it's a bunch of so, other like. So you're just things. lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. I won the raffle prize. Hooray. Finally. You did it. Yeah, the odds were against me, but I still came out on top, Mike. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting at the end of this year to talk about just how good of a year the Switch had. Um, it's a little early to talk about it now, but just already, man, I I played um, that system just an absolute it ton. It's a good and I play good year for I, it's a great first year. Yeah, great one of the best first years I can think of. I, you, you could like yeah. throw a dart in any direction, and you're going to hit like two or three really good games that are out on it, oh, yeah. and they're coming out like. In droves, so like this last week, the last two, a couple of weeks on the Switch, it was really nuts. Uh, like, neither of us are playing Stardew Valley, I take it, right? And no, not yet. Like, we're it's going like, to be, I really but, want to. Yeah, but when? Like, there's too many other good games on it. Um, oh, I'm, I'm still going to prioritize that at some point. It's like, same. I, I, I really am looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen at I, some point. I might, for that one, I might just wait till like Christmas and like wait till that, like take a little break okay. around there and play. It's it. funny, like, because there are a lot of like just indie games I'm just waiting for the Switch version for, like Hollow Knight's kind of a big one right now, too. Yes, I which want that was a special game for PC. And I, I put know, in a lot like, of time with Axiom Verge, and I'm going to definitely play that on Switch. It's out now. So it's right. See, I'm glad I never played that one. Right. Speaking of Axiom Verge, I, uh, I, uh, on my SNES Classic Edition, I just finished my uh, replay of Super Metroid on there. So, is this the first like substantial game you've beaten on the on the Super NES Classic, or no? I've done. Uh, I mean, I did Star Fox Two is very short, so right. I don't know if I'll call that substantial. Uh, but then I did Mega Man X pretty quickly, and then uh, actually Super Castlevania Four I played through all the way, and then this was kind of the one after that. 
Cool. Uh, so, which kind of gives you a good idea of what some of my favorite games on that system might actually right, be. Yeah. But I mean, Super Metroid is just, it's, it's one of the best games ever. Every time I play, like, you know, Thrill Series, it's still so impressive. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. It's just so cool. It, it's cool because, like, that's a game, if you, pl- as long as you, like, don't play it too often, like, if I play it once every five years, I forget just enough that's still fresh experience. Like, I, I never want to speed run Super Metroid because I feel like once you memorize it, right. it, it loses some lesson. There are certainly moments where I'm like, okay, I kind of remember what to do here now. That that's fine. But like overall, I'm still kind of you know exploring and finding things, so it's, it's still really cool. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like that, there are maybe a few games where I will have full memory of everything of what I'm supposed to do. Uh, Super Metroid is still is not one of those games, even though I have also played it. Full, all the way through three or four times at least yeah this uh, had to be my fourth or fifth time i've done it a, yeah. a few times now yeah yeah so that's uh i'm, I'm glad it's like uh, one of those books that i go back to read where i'm like hey i actually mm-hmm. don't remember most of this this is great the, so the only interesting thing about it was like i was kind of worried like is this going to age to me a little bit more now that i played sims returns and it, it's completely fine there's yeah, there oh, are yeah. some things that like i appreciate sims returns like the map is way better in San Francisco, like in Super Metroid. Yeah. You can't tell where doors are. Um, it'll tell you where like a secret item might be, but it won't tell you if you collect it or not. Mm-hmm. Just little things like that. Then the one other cumbersome thing is like you have to push select to scroll through pretty much every weapon, mm-hmm. which is like six things by the end of the game. Sometimes that can get a little manic. Uh, so like go from missile to super missile. Then you can like push one button to just unequip things at least. But it's it's not super elegant. But you know, Super Nintendo only so many uh, right. buttons. Hey, but at least it's sixty frames per second, and Samus Returns is only thirty. So I think there's like some balancing there, where it's mm-hmm. like okay, they're still doing something better. Still a great um, looking game too. Absolutely. Um, I, I just got a few other games. I'm just going to hit them quick. Uh, FIFA 18 on the Switch. I, I might have actually talked about this a little bit. It's uh, like I've ever played a second of a FIFA game in my life. They're pretty good. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't have to, like, I'm not going to try to convince anyone, like, oh, play, you have to play a soccer game. I'm not one of those people, but uh, I'm glad when, like, every couple of years where I pick one up, and this is mine right now, and I've spent some time with it, and I'm, I'm happy with it. It's cool to have it on the Switch, again, not to, like, go back to that conversation, uh, but to be able to, like, pick it up in bed or whatever and play, like, one match before going to sleep. That's cool, and I like that a lot. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, a Hat in Time. I want uh, ukulele came. Ukulele came out. Uh, it was from the people that made Banjo Kazooie, uh, and then Ukulele was very bad. I-, I thought that game was straight trash. I really, really disliked my time with Ukulele. Uh, a Hat in Time is a very similar type of Nintendo sixty four three D platforming game, and it's very good uh, so far. I've only put in like an hour, um, but it's just much more inventive and and fresh and vibrant and there's a lot of stuff happening and the moves uh feel good and the camera isn't just like yeah. atrocious so th- there's a lot there it's it's pretty cool it, it's funny how this kind of reminds me of uh mighty number no. nine where it's like yeah, that was like the big kickstarter like hype game it came out it was awful but you, you have like these other games like 20xx or right. uh, even mighty gunvolt which were just doing what it was trying to do, but they were actually good and had much less fanfare because mm-hmm. it didn't have like this big Kickstarter thing going on. Yeah. So. I, I hope that game uh, finds an audience. Uh, you know, they reach out like, Hey, help, help, you know, here's a code, help us find uh, people to play the game. Like, well, it seems like people are talking see. about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just like, just almost literally like today I heard people. Um, Cause you- I mean, it's cool. Cause we, we still don't have a whole lot of, indie 3d platformers yet right right yeah i mean and, we're still in that zone where like people are going to be inspired by that stuff so 
Right. I mean, we don't, and these days we don't have that many 3D platformers at all. I mean, there's a ton of 2D platformers being made now, probably because of indie stuff. But I mean, outside of Mario and, you know, Lucky's Tale, I mean, there's not a ton out there. Can I ask you, uh, did you hear any news about this game where once John Tron, uh, who's a YouTuber who kind of got in trouble because he's a, a giant douchebag racist, sure. uh, got kicked out of ukulele, and this game's like, oh, we'll give you a voice role. I, I think I heard that, but I didn't like actually go to look because I'm like, I want to keep playing the game before I. Oh, have I hope that's not true. I mean, I don't. Know. It's like, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. The developers, they just seem like scrappy people who are maybe uh, just trying to like make a game, and maybe they saw an opportunity, but it's like uh, it's not a good opportunity. Yeah, um, I guess he has a bit part. Uh, I don't know if it was like they reached out him specifically because he was removed from Ukulele. I don't know. Yeah. But, eh, whatever. I'll look into that more, but uh, yeah, that would be a bummer if that's the case. I haven't heard much about John Tron since his, his last thing. I thought he'd finally fallen off, but I, I'm sure he's still chucking along. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing something. I'm sure he's still... I'm sure he still has a, a secret I think that was his point, because I, I did actually like John Tron a lot at first when he was like... Even before he was in Game Grumps, I thought his videos were, were funny. Uh, Game so Grumps is something I've never, I've never ever watched. I, I, he, the name comes up all the time. I should check that out. I actually, um, I mean, yeah, I think you would like the maybe the newer Game Grumps, but I mean, their whole thing is like ten minute let's plays, and it's not like it's definitely personality let's plays, right? You're not really watching them for for not that they're bad at games, but it's not about proficiency necessarily. Right. Well, you know me, I can only stand videos of proficient gamers, Mike. That's right. Um, hey, I beat. I beat Cuphead. Are you proud of me? I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Yeah. I'm like. I, I am wanting to beat that game still. Um, I'm kind of getting stuck where I don't. I, I can't get into the rhythm of playing the same levels over and over again. Like right at this moment in my life, I think it's part of it's because I'm sick. Uh, sure. Part of it's because there's so many games. Uh, I'm busy doing other things this weekend. Like I should have played a million games. I don't think I played like really anything except for Golf Story. Um, so it's like, yeah, I, I, I want to beat it still, but I think I need to like a little bit of a break and then I'll go back and like really try. Yeah. Basically you're not good enough is what you're saying. That's okay. Yeah. I'm asking for permission to not be good enough, Mike, and you're just not giving it to me. So I'll I'll have to beat it. You have to suffer. Okay. Uh, last thing, uh, heat signature. Have you heard of this game at all? What is this? Is this, this isn't that Metal Gear Solid switch game that Anthony was showing us, was it? Oh no, no. Yeah. That game's going to own that's uh never stop sneaking. Uh, oh, that, that looks good. It, it looks so good. Another Switch just, game. That yeah, I mean. and, it, and it's like a to- it's from the guy that made Dust and Legion Tale. This is a, I'm a different game than what the game I was playing, but uh, and it's basically it's just so funny. That's the guy who made Dust. Yeah, Dust is great, but it is like furry as uh, furry can be. Right? Yeah, it, it is the like one of the most like furry game like like furry as in like people who get in animal outfits and love each other very much. Um, like games that have ever been made and like kind of fun. But it's a fun audience. game. And it's fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You, you, Not fine, but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's fun. You you do you, and that game was fine. It was a Metroidvania, and it was fine. I, I, I don't know if I um loved it, but I thought it was good. I enjoyed uh, it. I didn't like play the whole time of it, but I enjoyed it. But this game yeah, looks I really unique. This, like, yes. So this is like a, a, P- a PS1 Metal Gear Solid 1 parody game. Uh where right. basically, I mean, just to give people a little flavor, like go look at the trailer. The trailer's really good, but go look it up. What uh, was it called again? Never stop sneaking. Never stop sneaking. Never, never stop sneaking, like without the G at the end. Uh-huh. Uh, but like Metal Gear is known for its like really insane storylines and um, and characters. And there's like the this dude takes over the presidency and he like or he like kidnaps all the presidents from time and gets rid of them. And now he's <laughs> got the presidency and. 
like his his health and human services secretary is Doctor Acula, who might be a vampire, and vice. Pre- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, Jeff. I'm, stop, stop getting me more excited for this game. This is, it just sounds Vi- too good. Vice President Helicopter, who is a helicopter? <laughs> no, is a helicopter. No, it's the it's so no, the good. vice president isn't a helicopter. He is a helicopter. It's vice president helicopter. Because there's always a helicopter boss in those games. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And no. The mo- <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm you're too excited. excited. You're like talking to Tim. You're too excited. You, like, you're too I excited for like your goose. Yeah. It's it's. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, mother the, the goose. <laughs> the like the general that's like telling your team all this stuff is just it. He does this perfect beat where he's just like and vice president helicopter. <laughs> and he, and he, the camera like gets him from the side, and he looks. Who is a helicopter? I'm like, okay, you got me. Like this, this oh, game's after be my too heart. Good. I am so after this. This, I'm here for all of what you're doing here, video game. So yeah, um, I'm I'm very excited about that. Heat signature, however, a uh, very different game. Yeah, what is that game? My bad. <laughs> I didn't mean to derail this. No, it's okay. Uh, so that's like it's like a sci-fi. Um, like very top-down action game where you are going on heists in space, and basically, have you played Gunpoint? It's from the guys that made Gunpoint. Uh, yeah, a little bit. So the idea is, uh, you're just trying to get these missions, and there is a progression. Uh, but if your character dies or gets kidnapped, uh, you just get another character, and you're still in the same universe, and your crew has still accomplished many of the same things. But that person that that you were playing. All the stuff they were working toward, uh, like as an individual, you've lost that. So it's like roguelike elements, but ah, it still works. Cool. You go on the ships, um, and there, there's a variety of missions. You're going to be assassinating someone, stealing something, stealing a ship, um, things like that, just destroying a ship. Um, <clears throat> and the, what you you just go you go in there, and you could press spacebar at any time to pause the action, and then kind of plan out what you're going to do. And you have all kinds of sci-fi weaponry, so. You can just go in there and try to slowly take them out one by one, or you can like use a teleporting gun and teleport to the other side of the ship, or you can use traps that teleport the enemies out into space. And um, it's just, I don't know. It's, <coughs> excuse cool. me. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Um, I want to spend a lot more time with it. I've already played it for like five hours. I think I'm going to pl- probably, probably put in another uh, 15 before I'm done with it. Um, yeah, looking, looking forward to, to that. It's one of my favorites of the year so far, for sure. Wow. Um, Okay, uh, what we're going to do now, let's go ahead and just hop into the news. Wait, so I'm curious. You had Super Mario RPG on there. Have you finally been playing that? Uh, I, I, you know, I played it before. It's one of uh, one of my favorites from the Super That's Nintendo. right. What, there was some, I thought for some reason I thought there was some game you said I never played it before. So you've just been playing through it again? Yeah, I uh, so I still don't, I still don't have an SNES classic. I uh, oh. my, my my order got canceled um, somehow, huh. and, um, and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to go track one down, and I haven't successfully done that yet. Um, but I've what I, I, I kind of already have all that system set up. Like I, um, not like, like just the classic games or like, I don't have like that, you know, an actual SNES classic hooked up. I have like my emulator set up on my PC to stream to my steam link downstairs, mm-hmm. uh, to play through steam on the TV downstairs. And I'm just like, I booted it up and it's got like the really cool graphical user interface with all the game titles and the game art and stuff. And I just, I'm like, you know, I'll just, I should just use this instead of like fretting about not having an SNES classic. So, I started that game up last night and probably put in about an hour. And yeah, still good. I still love that game. Yeah, I still have to get to that one. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Um, let's hop into the news. Uh, Mike, I'm going to let you read these headlines since I'm struggling with, the, with this cough. All right. Hey, All right. hey Jeff. So, the, so, you know, Wolfenstein had a like a Twitter tagline. Ha- hashtag uh, no more Nazis or something like that, right? 
I'm mad about that. That makes me yeah, mad. So of course, you know, some people were like, oh, they're making a political statement. Uh, so <laughs> Wolfenstein's kind of PR got involved in saying, you know, basically there's just was it's disturbing that Wolfenstein can be considered a controversial political statement. Yeah. Uh, just, like, and the, the same, they're trying to say, look, we never meant to make a political statement, uh, but you know, this is stupid. We meant to make so, Wolfenstein a game about killing Nazis. Yeah, it is. It, it's funny because, like, you know, there's been games about killing Nazis forever, but like, forever. this is the year where people are like, whoa, wait a second now. That's, is, is it really cool to make Nazis? <laughs> and to be clear, I'm sure it's not, it's not like a lot of people doing this, but the fact that enough right. that you even hear their, like, an echo of their voice. Mm-hmm. In the internet chamber is uh, annoying and upsetting and it's stupid and, and obviously it's stupid and I don't think we need to dignify it with with too much conversation. Yeah. I mean, what, what, oh, yeah. what are you going to say? It's stupid. Yeah, I, I just uh, I'll say like the game still looks really good. I love the last one. Um, and I it's it, they're, they're, they're trying to have it both ways. Uh, Bethesda a little bit. They're like, oh, we're not trying to make a political statement, but like the, the marketing material. I mean, even just saying like make America Nazi free again or whatever it is or um, mm-hmm. like that's diff- directly playing on you know Trump's tagline, so I you know they are trying to like get sales from that sort of thing. So um, I, I would hope controversy that- creates cash, Jeff. <laughs> exactly, and I would hope that the game uh, embraces and like has a way of handling this uh, this stuff in a in a way that like is is obvious. And um, yeah, I, I I just we'll see. That game also comes out in the same day as Super Mario Odyssey, so maybe I won't even play it. Yeah. And Assassin's Creed Origins. Jesus, I feel like there's another like, prob- game that comes out that day as well. I'll tell you why. There's one game that maybe should have blinked there and might have wanted, wanted to have been Assassin's Creed Origins. For real. We'll I, see. I wonder if they're like, oh, maybe people go in the store and get one of those games and they'll pick up this as well. But I just know mm. you should have moved that game. All right. Uh, so loot boxes. Loot boxes have been pretty controversial. Uh, we've already been talking about what Battlefield and then in the same line of like getting actual content with loot boxes and things like that. You have Shadow of War, Forza 7, a lot of things are coming under a lot of criticism. So, you know, it's interesting because I, I kind of thought loot boxes were a good thing because a lot of people, especially like, like the Over- Overwatch mall, right, where you were unlocking these cosmetic items from it. So it was never anything you needed to buy, but it would sometimes be fun to get this, you know, like, a, a you know, oh, there's a special hat out. Maybe I'll get one of the hats I want kind of a thing. Uh, now it's turned into, but uh, pay, give us money, and we'll give you some of the orcs for this game. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, the problem th- there's definitely a, a line I, where people can cross it, and they're going to get everyone mad. I think p- some people are still mad about uh, loot boxes, even in Overwatch. Uh, I'm like, at this point, uh, get over it. They're here. That sort of loot box where it's just cosmetics. It's it's here for good. I think there's also a, a g- the kind of game where it is like mission critical stuff. But that's like the whole point of the game. And that is FIFA Ultimate Team or Madden Ultimate Team where you're buying card packs and you're building out your team that way. Um, and you want to try to like get more card packs and earn more card packs to get even better characters. And people really like that stuff and they engage with it. And then there's this whole other game outside of that where it's just regular FIFA, regular Madden, and people can still play those just fine. Um, but I think the reason Shadow of War, Forza 7, and now Forza 7 and now Battlefront are all running into issues are because they are mixing and matching up these different models in a way that is, uh, you know, like Shadow of War is a primarily single player game. It seems like maybe this might be messing up with the progression of this, of like how your character builds out. Um, I, I, that's the one I'm like least familiar with. I, from what I'm starting to hear is actually you could do a pretty good job of ignoring this stuff and it's fine. Um, maybe if you get into the 
the base raiding mechanics where your friends set up a base and you go and try to like you know invade it or whatever. Maybe at that point, that's where this can kind of become a problem. But I don't know. Forza Seven, it definitely is kind of getting in the way of the way that game has traditionally progressed. Where each, uh, you know, in the past you could pretty much buy any car you want. Once that car was, you know, through all of its the races, it, it would go through at you know what it was built for. You could soup that car up, and then there would be more races for you to do with that car. That wouldn't screw it up. Now you might get into a situation where actually no, you have this car and you can't do any races at that level. Uh, you'll have to go do some other stuff and then come back. And <clears throat> that feels that feels weird. I and I uh, and it's a bummer because it feels like something you had and they took it away. Um, you know, even, even though, you know, it's, it's a whole new game, it just feels like, you know, once it's a series and something they gave you in the past and now they're putting it behind a sort of weird paywall or they're, or they're blocking it. So they encourage you to spend money. That's, I think that's when people are going to get frustrated. Uh, Battlefront's thing is just, you, you might be paying to win. Like you might be, uh, at least at, you know, at the beginning, um, where if there's like, there's gold versions of perks that give you a 10% boost, to, uh, boost to your health instead of just 2%. Uh, and you're the person that's willing to spend the money to get the card packs until they get that, get that, you know, they're going to have an advantage over me. And that's, um, you know, no one, no one's ever liked that. No one's ever responded well to the pay to win thing. So I just, I don't know what EA is thinking there. Yeah. Um, you're a little staticky on for me, but I, I kind of was able to, to hear you. Uh, right, but like yeah, uh, yeah. The Star Wars one just seems real bizarre because it just, I don't know. I'm not, it doesn't seem super necessary for there. Like it seems like loot boxes as just something you get as a progression system, or as like a log in a day reward would have been fine there. Again, making them like uh, you know, I I think uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is going to have loot chests of some kind, but you you can only get them with in-game uh, currency, right? So so that's fine. Uh, uh, this whole thing is so weird because you know companies see dollar signs mm -hmm. with loot boxes, so they're going to put them in their games. Sometimes it's going to be more elegant than others. Uh, sometimes it's going to be kind of ugly, and you know, I guess we have to see if it's really going to have any kind of a negative impact. Uh, I can't imagine it will. I mean, we we're talking about how people were down on Battlefront One, right? That still sold very well, didn't yeah, it? I, I think people tried to find ways to like turn the numbers into a negative. But it, yeah. it was kind of ridiculous. It was like, fine. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a popular game. So yeah, I mean, it's it's getting a little. Troubling. I mean, you know, everyone's looking for ways to, to monetize things. Again, I just don't know why we can't at least do it with just the cosmetic stuff like Overwatch shit. I mean, it's Star Wars. I'm sure there's right. plenty of things they could have done cosmetically, maybe. And it, just, uh, maybe it feels like that's where it's going to sort. That's where it's going to like sort itself out to where people just do exactly what Overwatch is doing or they do exactly what FIFA Ultimate Team is doing. And there's a few other examples here and there. Uh, you know, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, I think it's just fine. Uh, once, like, and, you know, the, these other games that are kind of running up against all these people that get really mad about this stuff, uh, they're going to have to just realize that this is the last time I'll be able to do this without creating a huge controversy uh, and we'll have to fall back and just kind of accept the profits we get from doing exactly what Overwatch is doing. So, uh, I mean, so people getting all riled up about this is probably a good thing because it means we'll get to that point faster. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's not something that really gets me too worked up unless it, yeah unless... i know what you mean it's like i, I agree a lot is bad but I, I don't i don't personally get too upset about because right. like with shadow of war like just i just know that like all these triple a games that have like single player ones i know that these games aren't gonna be hard like i know they're not right. gonna make i know like i'm not gonna have a point of shadow and shadow of war i'm like oh man this is 
difficult for me. Not me for other people. It, it you know it might be harder. I don't know, and that's a right. tempting thing. Uh, but that's for me. I can't imagine. Same with Star Wars. Like I just can't imagine actually caring enough to to pay for those loot boxes. Uh, yeah. So. Yes, yeah, same. I, mean, I get it. It's, I think it's a bad thing. I think it's not a great trend, but it's not something that I'm not going to do it as like I'm not buying Star Wars Battlefront because of this. I'm like, eh, no, I still kind of want to play Star Wars Battlefront. I'm right. Sorry. And Battlefront, it, it has a little bit of an advantage here just because uh, I'm just I don't know if I'm playing that game to actually be competitive. I just want to sort of want to no. be in a Star Wars battle against other people so it feels more dynamic. Uh, right. It's not my try hard game. No. Exactly. For real. And if it was in my try hard game, yeah, I might be a little bit more you know lit up about this but it's not so right no it's like they if, if suddenly the loot boxes in overwatch like randomly gave out guns that did five percent more damage to people i'd be pretty upset right but, exactly you know. but yeah I, I just can't imagine anyone's really playing this star wars game at, as like you know serious pro level esports shit so <laughs> but you know people are allowed to be mad about, about what they want to be mad about it's just not my thing um mike what else is happening in the news over, the Overwatch director, Jeff uh, Kaplan, says it's scary to be open with players. Um, this happened a bit ago. So he, you know, he, he's typically pretty frank on uh, some message board discussions. A lot of players will complain, though, about communication still. And they'll say, you know, there's some people on the team, why don't more of them talk to us? Just like, well, a lot of them don't really want to because when you say, you know, you talk to players... Uh, you know, things can be misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. Suddenly you're accidentally making promises that then have to be kept. Um, you know, just you you open yourself up to just so much criticism when you when you talk like this. I, I imagine the uh, developer for just about any game probably feels oh, pretty yeah. similarly about right. this. I mean, what? that's just how these internet communities work, right? They're they're mostly people mostly go on there when they have something to complain about, so it's it's largely negative, right? So it's not a fun time necessarily. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like almost amazing that like Jeff Kaplan is still out there doing this all the time, nonstop. Like he's very communicative. So, uh, uh, and that's way more than you get from a lot of other games. Like there is no sort of similar thing for like player unknowns battlegrounds. Like uh, we get occasional blog updates or something like that, but it's not as uh, in depth as what Kaplan does. So yeah, um, I and I I would imagine that the reason for this is you know it's and it's not just scary to maybe to talk to the players, but like. <clears throat> the press can be right there, like also in that same group that you're talking to. And we could be, we could like take things and, and sometimes like we want to make the headline as, as eye catching as possible. And they might not feel that's fair. Like the way that we say, Hey, you said this one thing and now people are mad about it. Uh, what's going on here? Uh, that's, you know, it's a way to present a news story sometimes. And, you know, that is what's happened. It is what happened, but they might not want to be caught in the middle of that. They might not want their names associated with that. I, I get it. So, uh, it's a bummer because like it means not a lot of people talk to us, let alone the players. Um, and and getting direct quotes from people is a, is a hassle. It's like kind of like you know one of the hardest parts of the job is getting people to actually go on the record about stuff. Um, so yeah, that like that's a bummer, but I get it at the same time just because of the way the community is. Um, uh, last last story, Mike. Last story. I'm tired of hearing your staticky voice. Oh, it's still staticky. Uh, Jesus. Oh, you're hella staticky. All right. Uh, Marvel's Capcom Infinite sells poorly on PSN during September release. So, I'm not sure if this is indicative of sales in general. I think most people probably expected this game not to sell very well, right? Um, it's very clearly something that they kind of did on a budget, right? Mm -hmm. It was always kind of a strange game. Uh, I actually did end up kind of liking it. I even was playing it for a bit still after my review and, and having some fun with it. But it definitely has some problems. It's definitely not a very 
spiffy game. It's not a very attractive game. It, it only looks as good as it probably could get away with, and right. maybe even a little less than that. Um, it certainly was a game people seem to be excited about, especially once Dragon Ball Z Fighters was revealed, and that you know looked amazing and kind of got all this attention. Uh, so yeah, I don't think this is a big surprise if if this game doesn't sell very well. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I think we're probably gonna be seeing this game maybe be a, a bit of a disappointment from that perspective uh, on all platforms, not just PSN and PC. But 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 at the same time, we'll see. It seems like this game actually is gonna have a decent competitive showing, which yes, I think that's kind of what helped Street Fighter Five because that game didn't launch super well either. I feel like, or at least it was mm. criticized a lot, and it kind of slowly got got out of that. So we'll see. Not yeah, life for this game yet. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's still a disappointment. They would want that, the, the you know, even if that that's the way it pans out. But that is at least an outlet for them to say, there's a life for this game. There's a community. We could just focus on them and then build up sales later over time. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, <coughs> I'm probably not going to play it much anymore, though. I'm going to be happy to just leave that game behind. Not yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see myself playing a whole lot more either yeah. at this point. But, I mean, I have fun with it. I mean, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't play. I probably already played it more than I played Street Fighter Five, which didn't really grab me much at all. So, I guess there's that. All right, I need to do something to make its fighting is a little bit more interesting again. Cause yeah, they, they have mechanics down and stuff, but like, I don't know what it is. They're just not making them look very interesting, especially yeah. you know when you have Arc System Works doing so many incredible things it's doing and and so on. Yeah, I, I feel so. like a, maybe jumping back to two D would have been the thing, but now you got Dragon Ball Fighters. And what do you? I mean, you're not going to compete with that, right? And so, like, what, like yeah, what options what they, they have? Do. If they had gone back to 2D, I think there might have been an option for them. But I don't well, know. you mean like sprites? Because I mean, it's 2D. But you mean like sprites again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, might have been yeah. cool. Street Fighter Three is actually still my favorite one, and that was like kind of right. the last big sprite one. <laughs> I love that game because like just gorgeous. do like an alpha game, Street Fighter Alpha with with like the successor to the art that was in Street Fighter Three mm. at HD. All right. You want to wrap this up then, Jeff? Yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to go drink some fucking tea or something. Um, yeah, that's the end of it. Uh, we're always going to be on gamesbeat.com. But, Mike, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you elsewhere on the internet? Well, I'm at uh, Twitter at Tolkoto, T-O-L-K-O-T-O. -O. I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother every week. That's at ebpodcast.com. And I am Jeff Grubb on Twitter. Uh, I also sometimes make videos on YouTube. Those are on youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, we also have videos uh, for the entire site, youtube.com slash VentureBeat, if you're not already watching on YouTube. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more. Mike, why don't we, in unison, always say what we always say. Goodbye. Die, Jeff, die. Man, he just missed it. He's not uh, Die, Jeff, die. Okay, is that what we always say? Die, die, Jeff, Jeff Jeff, die. die. That's what I always know. You don't say it, then it's, it's not fun. It's not a threat anymore. Bye, turn everybody. Into some fun Bye. Thing. I got to go die. Bye. Bye.